Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 106 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Keep texting us on our Ashley Five Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. In uh, 39 seconds' time, a man who... Uh, could end up being an NHL president within the next couple of years. The last guy in this slot, Thursday at 1 o'clock, Brian Burke, returned to the NHL in that role with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we'll also, uh, Kevin Weeks will join us t- uh, in, a, in about uh, 25 seconds' time. Alan May coming up, longtime Washington Capitals player and broadcaster as well uh, in this hour. So there you have it. For our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in solar electrical installation and service, electrical prefabrication and solar, they're working on the LRT expansion as we speak. We welcome back to the show longtime NHL goaltender with the NHL Network and ESPN, Kevin Weeks. Kevin, how are you? Stoff, I'm doing well, buddy. It's a beautiful day here in New York City and hope it's great back in Berta too. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, it's been interesting. Uh, we talked a lot about the situation with the Chicago Blackhawks yesterday in the first hour of the show. Uh, we had John Shannon, who's our NHL insider, who, as you know, used to work for the league at one time. Uh, we had Brian Lawton, who is with you on the NHL mm-hmm. network, a former GM in the league with the Tampa Bay Lightning, started Octagon's agency. Um, and I know that uh, you were on NHL Network and you had to do uh, two or three separate uh, uh, hits on, on what had occurred, especially after 6 o'clock Eastern yesterday, 4 o'clock, TSN's Rick West had, had an interview uh, with former Western Hockey League player Kyle uh, Beach, who is John uh, Doe, in the uh, report that came out on the, uh, from, from the Blackhawks. This is a, a disturbing uh, story. A story that has a lot of people angry out there about what occurred in Chicago. Maybe the lack of uh, uh, action on behalf of the Blackhawks organization. And the result has been significant. Uh, I'd like to get your perspective on things. Yeah, thanks for that. I think everything for me starts with with Kyle and his family and the other victims as well. It all starts there. That's the starting point for me. And just continue to hope that they can continue to exhibit the amazing strength, at least publicly, that he was able to display yesterday. The amazing fortitude, the courage, and 
and you know the self belief, and also to just continue on his healing journey. It's it, these things are very difficult to deal with. There's so much that, for as much as he said yesterday, I would if I could quantify it, I think it's probably two billion times more things that he's internalized and never really discussed. Maybe with family members and friends and loved ones, and he was certainly very praising of his his girlfriend yesterday and and his support group. And I just hope that he can continue to stand his healing journey and find the amazing strength and courage and resolve that he showed yesterday. And the same for the other victims. It's just that he was more in a public forum yesterday, of course. But for him to have that courage to go on with Rick Westhead, uh, I give him, I can't even applaud him enough. It's just, it's a standing ovation for eternity for what he was able to do. The selfless nature in which he spoke and also in being so conscious and even apologizing that to was, the other victims. Yep. I mean, Jesus. Now, that's where it got me. Watch it. Right? And so that's the most important thing for me. That's where it starts with him and the victims. And, you know, I can tell you this. You and I have had these conversations, and I could tell you whether it's, you know, any of the racial incidents that I had to, or injustices that I had to deal with personally, privately, through my course in hockey, in any of those things. A lot of times you just, you clam up and you feel disempowered. There's things you don't want to say. You don't know what to say. You don't know who you can trust. You feel alone oftentimes. And so I can certainly empathize with him and the other victims, and I feel compassionate towards them as well. And I think the most important thing for any of the listeners that are tuned in is, you know, think of your son or grandson going to play in the AJ. You know, I think of your daughter playing elite in St. Albert, and then next thing you know, she's playing on, you know, the Canadian National Women's Team, or she's on scholarship playing at University of Wisconsin or Notre Dame or something else. You have to look at this from a lens of hockey and sports in general. Sports are community and they're family, and it starts with family. Nobody gets to the rink alone. Nobody's able to buy equipment alone and get to the ballpark, the diamond or the basketball court or the track or the football field or the arena. Sports, and especially hockey, is a very family-centric sport. And unfortunately, in this instance, the organization, it was a catastrophic failure of people and, and lack of empathy and accountability within the organization that led to this. And as I always say, my parents always tell my sister and I, it's all about people, man, and it starts with people. And the people part of this failed. The hockey part was super successful. But more importantly, it was an epic failure in the people side of the ledger. Well. And and there there was an immediate reaction on the existing Chicago Blackhawks front with the resignations of both Stan Bowman, not just for the Blackhawks, mm-hmm. but also heading up the U.S. Olympic program, as well mm-hmm. as Al McIsaac, who anybody that's traveled and been around the league has bumped in Al over the years. Uh, that's with Chicago. There's going to be residual effect for other, I would assume. I mean, we don't have an update yet with, with Coach Q and Joel Quenville. I mean, Brad Aldrich worked for him. And just so the listeners mm-hmm. are aware, the video coach, is part of the coaching staff, works with the coaching staff. Um, totally. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see what Gary Bettman uh, and Florida ultimately uh, and, and Joel Quenville, uh, where that goes. And Panthers are having a great season. Um, mm-hmm. So this, this and, and Kevin, you know, people are asking about Kevin Sheveldayoff. They're even asking about the, you know, the, the former players, the current players that were with the Hawks back then. Holy. This story has wide-ranging ramifications that are still, to this date, undetermined, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very undetermined. I think 
I'll start with the fact, or follow rather, with the fact that Coach Q should have never been behind the bench yesterday. He should have never been behind the bench last night for that home game against Boston. Whether it was their owner, Vinny Viola, or, or anybody else, Commissioner Bettman, anybody else, I don't know who that falls under under their jurisdiction, but he should have never been behind the bench regardless. I'm not saying who that fault, but the fact of the matter is he should have never been behind the bench last night at all. And he, should never, he shouldn't be with the club until his meeting with the commissioner is not only finished, but until the commissioner comes to his decision. So he's meeting the commissioner here in New York today. That meeting is now underway. It was supposed to commence at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 12 yeah. your time out there. We'll see what, what that meeting brings forth in terms of what the resolution likes, looks like, rather, and or if there's any additional discipline, supplementary dis- discipline by way of suspension, fine. Uh, who knows? Is he offered the opportunity to resign? Is he fired? I think there's three things that I look at there. Number one, reviewing the facts of the investigation that are made public. Number two, what information are they able to discern that had not made its way into the investigation? And number three, the commissioner's conversation with him and what he's able to determine based on that in addition to those first two factors. So those three factors will then, to me, weigh into, as I'm told, what the ultimate decision looks like. Yeah, um, my understanding is that, like in the case of Calgary with Bill Peters, Calgary took mm-hmm. the proactive approach. I, I believe ultimately the team, in concert with the individual involved, makes the decision. So now I we both so we mm-hmm. both know that the commissioner exactly. has, and th- this to me was uh, one of the biggest. But would you not agree? Like, if, I, and Kevin, I could see you running a team one day. If you're running a team and this situation occurred, would you not contact the league immediately? Oh, like right away. I mean, like a hotline. Yeah, you, you, I'd contact the league right off the bat. And, you know, that's why I say a lot of trusted and earned relationships, they come into play and for, for clear and fair and objective reasons. And right off the bat, the moral and prof- professional responsibility was to contact the league either Commissioner Batman, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, get them on the phone, explain what you're told, and then try to devise a plan from there to get this to get this handled in the appropriate manner and get the young man, in this case, and the young people, because there's more than one person there in Chicago and, and right. elsewhere, but from the organization, get those people the protection that they, that they deserve, quite frankly. And it starts, like, that's why I said it was an epic failure of leadership as well. Uh, the the leadership, and for me, more so John McDonough, yep. and not less so anybody else, but more so him as the president of, of the Blackhawks. And he was very bullish in his role. He did some great things in terms of growing the business and and growing the brand and, and helping their success off the ice and everything else from a commercial standpoint. But this couldn't have been any more of a human epic failure to me. And for somebody that's that bullish all the time, then you should have been bullish to get on the phone and protect this young man and these young people. So uh, that was not even an oversight. I, I, it's just, it's an embarrassing lack of leadership at a critical time for that young person, those young people's lives. It's an epic failure in leadership, quite frankly. It is. Kevin Weeks joining us right now. Kevin, we do uh, a golf tournament about every two or three years in Red Deer uh, mm-hmm. for the Central Alberta Children's Advocacy Center. Sheldon Kennedy is part of that event. We've had Sheldon mm-hmm. on the show probably four or five times over the last six years. The private conversations is where, you know, and I'm a parent, right? And sure. uh, where I've I've learned and become 
better educated on this topic and just it's just so hard and we have more access to information than ever before and you know I, I think one of the things that has to happen is we have to continuously learn from these situations as to be better prepared in the future. And the league, in, in fairness to the league, yesterday, uh, last night, the league sent out an internal um, memo to all 32 friends. You saw it? All 32 friends. It's pretty clearly delineated, isn't it? It is delineated, and it is clear in terms of its message. And I think, more importantly now, it's, it's about how that's received and how it's acted upon. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, the, the direction is clear. The directive from commissioner is very clear. It's a clear outline. There's no gray. But, you know, obviously these things have to live and breathe as well. And I think what will be important is, is the takeaway from that. And I said this, and I've been saying this for years. Look, I think we have, and I'm not trying to say this in a biased way, but I, I love our sport. I love all sports. I've got friends in every league in different roles. Hockey is uniquely awesome, too. I think it's the best sport, team, family values, all these different things. But the challenge that I have with that is the fact that at every level, starting in in minor hockey, and and I'm sure the people back in Alberta see this from there, all the way, as you can see, up to the NHL level, is there's some needless misconduct. And the game is hard enough to play and coach and scout and broadcast and everything else. This is the part of things that you have to get right. Not perfect, but you got to get it right. And you, you, we can't have these things. You saw what happened with Ethan Bear up in Edmonton last year. Yeah. You know, I've had these things happen to me as a player in my time in the league. I've had them happen to me as a broadcaster, um, you know, as far as racial epithets and different things. Everybody's somebody's kid. Everybody's somebody's grandkid or, you know, daughter, sister, sibling, whatever the case may be. And as I always say, I want everybody and anybody that goes into any venue whether it's Max Bell Arena in Calgary or you're in Kamloops or whatever the Red Deer Centrium, whatever rink you're in, I want every person that's in an arena to feel valued as a person, number one, and to feel proud of who they are and what they are, never to feel belittled, never to feel less than, and to feel safe, quite frankly. And that's, that's really what, you know, these venues and, and sport is really connective tissue of people, right? It, and these are community assets. Teams are community assets. Sports is community and family from grassroots all the way to the show. And that always needs to be front and center. So right. if there's anybody that's listening that's acting the fool <laughs> in any of the arenas, yelling at kids and yelling at refs and acting out and saying stupid things to people um, unjustifiably, stop it and, and just really make a point of being on your best behavior because these things, and this is important stuff, Everybody looks at players like, oh, this player doesn't have character. They don't have character. He's not this. She's not that. They're not this. The character and and, and these traits don't stop at the player. It's anybody that's associated with the game. It's fan conduct. It's management. It's coaching. It's everything. So that doesn't only fall on players, as we could see here. All right. Um, So so here's the deal. This story still will continue. Chicago is going. Chicago is going to have to um, really kind of the Blackhawks organization is going to have to rebuild their brand here after this. There's there's no questions uh, about, right? They're going to have to have a real, honest, cathartic conversation that's going to be ongoing, um, you know, with, with and and continue to, to grow and gain and glean more information from Kyle Beach. There's still some significant, Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane were on those teams. Um, what sort of person needs to go in there and head up that organization now, do you think? 
Like what? I would say this. I would say whoever. I think it starts with the ownership group of Rocky Words and the Words family and their son Danny. And I think now for them, the main thing for them is doing the most internal, the most ex- exhaustive, comprehensive internal audit that they can do of yep. the organization. And then essentially doing a huge organizational purge and cleanse where, where appropriate. You know, obviously you want to retain all the quality people that you have the quality people and good at their respective roles. You want to retain them. But anybody that's not and that isn't, they've got to go and, you know, respect them and love them out the door and continue to really commit as an organization to cleansing, making it a safe environment for the people that are there now in any role across any gender or color. Then from there, being really committed, hyper committed to rebuilding that, that brand and the relationships internally the relationships in the community with yep. fans, with uh, your viewers, with your corporate partners, and then trying to rebuild the brand because the Chicago Blackhawks had been here in the States, kind of the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL for the last 10 to 15 years, them and the Penguins. So that being said, then you want to rebuild your hockey product as well. Like they're, they're having a horrible start to this season, which nobody saw coming based on their offseason acquisitions. But you got to get the people part right and create that environment that will foster healing, safety, and, and ultimately restore bonds that have been broken. That's really, really important. So this is not a one-person fix, I don't believe. Uh, this, is a, this has to be the organizational philosophy. I can't speak for them, but that's, that's what's required. This is a multi-layered thing, and I'm sure you would have heard that from John Shannon yesterday yeah. and from uh, Brian Lawton, too. This is a multi-tiered approach but it all starts with people one-on-one and i could share this with the listeners too stop and you and i talk offline this is why i always say like in any of my interviews that i've had with clubs or just speaking on tv be it nhl network here with you espn wherever quite frankly the today show even today i was with hoda and jenna the other day at madison square garden we shot a segment that aired today on the today show and they were saying the same thing it's like it all comes down to people like, that's what it comes down to. And I know it sounds elementary, and people, some listeners right now are eating a bag of old Dutch, and they're like, Lacey, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, it really comes down to people. And, and once you can get that part right, then you can start building, you know, the other elements. But they've got to really be committed as an ownership group to doing a lot of this work that this will entail for them to, to restore their trust and their brand, their club, and the perception and the reality internally and externally. Kevin, next week we're going to talk a little bit more about goaltending. Uh, we're up against it here. Great job. I should no send, worries, man. I should send yeah. that, that audio clip off to the Wurtzes is what I should do. And I, I did meet uh, with Cal Nichols, the former uh, head of the uh, the chairman of the Oilers Entertainment Group that ultimately sold to Daryl Cates. I did meet uh, Bill Wirtz when he was still alive back in 2006 up in a suite for a glass of wine. Oh, wow. He had a, he had a picture in his, uh, in his office of a boy bouncing on Al Capone's knee. That boy was no Bill. Way. That boy was Bill no, Wirtz. No. He was three years old at the time. Oh yeah, it was a pretty cool experience. And he told he he actually said to me, "You look like a guy that used to work for my family back in the late fifties." 
<laughs> and I was, wow. I was like, I was like, did he end up swimming with the fishes? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he exactly, was because that's how far back they go. Oh yeah, he was a powerful that's prohibition, you know. Well, and that's the Wirtz family was in United Liquor, as you know. So exactly, yeah. Great, totally. great stuff, Kevin. Thanks for your time, my man. We'll talk next week, okay? Anytime. See ya. All right. Thanks that, to the listeners too. Thanks. You bet. There you go. That is Kevin Weeks joining us on. Uh, uh, Oilers now and Original Six has just texted the show and saying Bob Kevin Weeks must be hired by Chicago right now that one comes to us from Original Six again you can text us at any time uh, Bob Okay, uh, Bob, happy to hear that Kevin pulled no punches on the people already named, but the media was mentioned by Beach, too. Uh, wouldn't Troy Murray have been their color guy? Uh, does he have to answer some questions, too? Well, unfortunately for Troy, he is uh, in a real battle uh, health-wise, and uh, I, I I think you're a little bit removed from the the, equa- the equation as a broadcast, but people have mentioned the broadcasters as being part of uh, the situation as well. You know, there's an old saying, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. This situation, obviously, is, uh, it's just, they just butchered it. That's the, there's no other way to say it. They blew it, and it's awful. And watching that interview with Kyle Beach uh, yesterday, and I watched the entire, it was uh, just, your, your, your heart goes out to him, and it's just, and again, I, the ramifications of this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, we're, we're far from done. That we know. 126 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630. All right, I'm going to get to a text in a second. Off to the Oilers Now prospect report brought Tuesday and Thursday by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. Visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. Brendan Escott, what do you got? Well, I figured with Winnipeg coming to town this Friday to take on the Oil Kings, we'd hone in on Matthew Savoy for a minute. The St. Albert product is finally draft eligible. He is an early 04 birth year and really has just been tearing up the, the minor league ranks since he was a little guy. You know, you go back to 17, 18, he was playing U15 prep and put up 97 points in 30 games. He followed that up a year later at the U18 level, 71 points in 31 games, 31 
31 goals in 31 games for him as well. He does have the A ranking from the NHL Central Scouting Service in their player to watch uh, area so that has him pegged as a first round candidate but no doubt he'll be in the lottery. I had the chance to see him play a little preseason action last year as a member of the Sherwood Park Crusaders Bob and you know he's he's a real complete player and sturdy as well plus he's got that wicked shot like his older brother. Yeah, there's no question about that. We've got a, a couple texts coming in, um, and we're going to get to them about 148, 149. But right now at 129 at Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Al May, longtime broadcaster of the Washington Capitals, this is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.